Eight years ago, three nerds created a little independent wrestling podcast that could, but over time, that podcast has grown into not just covering wrestling, but all things under the nerd rainbow. From Marvel to the Muppets, from Frank Sinatra to Count Shocking, from Mickey Mouse to CM Punk. Now, here is some combination of Chad, Zach, and Luna as we welcome you to the IndieCast. All nerd, all the time, exclusively on the WNR. Greetings, guys, gals, non-binary pals. Don't rat me out already by chuckling at the intro like we you didn't fuck this they up. They don't already. know what I'm chuckling about right You're just now. A jolly guy. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just a happy guy. I'm yeah. playing the Ghost of Christmas Present for God's sake in a show. I have to be jolly and happy. Oh, that was the, the you know that was the one thing I was going to talk to you about. So I'm, I'm doing the show now. Uh, for those of you in the Tampa area, I'm doing a Christmas Carol uh, at Carolwood Players. Yes, I'm going to open with a you're plug. Very, you're very manic right now. I, that's like, okay. No intro, just yeah, so I'm in this place. Okay. <laughs> so, but I figured out the one thing that makes me mad. Uh, I can't shave my head. They want me to have a full head of hair, and I'm really like oh, that's really bugging that's really bugging the shit out of me right now. So interesting. But we'll talk more about we can talk more about my rehearsal process and stuff like that later when we have a. We'll have a big theater showdown at some point, I'm sure. But I, I, I've been wanting to do that, actually. I want to do... I, I don't have terribly much in the way of, like, theater stories, per se, but I would oh, love I to I would love to discuss bunches. that. Yeah. Anywho, uh, uh, so I want to derail some things real quick. Please. Uh, with a little segment I'm calling Do You Care? Probably not, but uh, go ahead. Which, which, that's the parentheses. Do you care? Parentheses, probably not. Probably not. Um, so, uh, pop culture news number one. There is a new Scooby-Doo... Uh, well, there's actually two new Scooby-Doo projects coming out. Even though they canceled, Is there really? They canceled the movie that was coming out. Okay. Was, there was going to be a sequel to the 3D animated Scoob. But, oh, so the live action ones that like had like... Um, Real Sarah, actors in it, yes. Right, Sarah Michelle Gellar yeah, yeah, yeah. and... No, yeah. no, 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 no. Scoob, the, the one that came out like a year or two ago, it was like the, the prequel... Movie, yes, like okay. minions kind of style. Yes, 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 yes. They were gonna do a Didn't sequel. Didn't see it. Looked horrible, by yeah, the way. The, uh, uh, Warner Brothers canceled the, the the sequel to that. Good. Um, but there's two Scooby Doo projects that are coming. Um, one is like an adult uh, thriller show. Cartoon oh, I was gonna say with, adult. I think mini, I saw that. I think Kaling I saw that movie. as Velma. I think. Okay. Um, and so, like, they released the poster of it. It's, like, her glasses, and there's, like, a blood stain on it or something like that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about there's another thing. Um, I guess it's a straight-to-streaming cartoon movie. Okay. Similar to, like, Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island and the, right. the normal ones that were always coming out. Right. Uh, the WWE one and all that. Um, so, it's called Scooby-Doo Trick or Treat, I believe. And there's one of the characters that they meet. Well, whatever, whatever mm-hmm. is this like fashion designer lady? Well, I shouldn't say lady, fashion designer person. Um, and Velma is incredibly attracted to them. Right, they appear to be femme, and Velma's very attracted to them, very clearly. Okay, and like her glasses fog up, and she's like, "Oh, jinkies!" Um, and so now it's like, "Oh, she's part of the LGBTQ community." Um, that cat scared the shit out of me. <laughs> he does that a lot. Um. For those listening at home in the audio play, uh, this cat that's wearing a um, uh, a hemorrhoid pad right. around its neck as right. though it's some kind of toilet-themed lion right. uh, just <laughs> le- just took a leap, oh, toilet. I don't know, five, six, seven, 85 feet up in the air and climbed this wicker cabinet to lounge upon uh, 
what looks like hopefully bedding, yes. maybe just some sheets. I don't know, some old newspapers. Perhaps. Yes, exactly. And so, it's just got one paw in the, up in the air, defiantly, almost flipping me off from yeah, a distance. Pretty much, that sounds like that sounds like our cat Mao. That yeah. that he would be defiantly flipping us off. Yeah, yeah he like so, he yeah. likes to perch up there and just kind of watch the world from his. Okay. Uh, from his side, toilet but yeah. throne. Yes, right. okay, but, good. Uh, yeah, wearing his his toilet. Yeah, that's a, that's a uh, another type of like cone without it being like the oh. cone to keep him from. Well, it looks from, asinine. So yeah, if that helps, yeah, well, if that's part of the treatment, it works. A plus. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, shame is indeed part of the treatment. <laughs> I was just about to say we're going to insult this cat back yeah. into health. Uh, how foolish you look! Right. Um, look. Anyways. See if you if you stop looking yourself, you wouldn't look this fucking you wouldn't stupid. Look like a jackass, Here's what you get. Now everyone Here's has what to you know get. That right. you're an idiot. Um, anyways, so Velma is part of the LGBTQ community. Yes. Officially in canon now, I guess. Right. Uh, so the question is, Chad, do you care? No. 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 Why would I? Why would I care? That, that, that cool. I mean, I care in like. I mean. Cool. Good for her. I don't. I, I will tell you that my first thought was not, "Oh, clearly Velma is gay." Right. My first thought was, "Okay, so she's bi or something else." Because obviously, in the olden days, there was an attraction to Shaggy. It certainly seemed. Um, so, if that's in canon, I believe in one of the uh, the newer cartoons. I believed in they have. Shaggy and Velma together, didn't they? I believe in like they had. You can't you can't base that fact off of like CD websites you're looking. At. No, I've I seen mean them. I've seen the proof. They're I've a seen couple. Like oh, no, I've, no. well, I mean I've seen that video too. I've seen that video too. Uh, but no, there there was in one of the cartoons. I think one of the kind of the newer ones that they had come out with. I think in like the last five or six years, because it had a little bit more of an overall arching plot line through the episodes instead of just like. The monster, the monster of the week type deal that Scooby Doo normally is. Um, I think one of the things they had in there was a Shaggy Velma kind of relationship, yeah, romance type of thing. But so my point is that was my assumption was not. Oh my god, the gays drafted another one. Right. It was just like hey, she's probably bi or something. Who cares? Yeah. Um, fine. That's, I don't care. I'm cool about that. That's, this is. I don't believe in. Uh, Get woke, go broke. I don't believe in that. <laughs> um, I think this is like a yeah. Why? How many fucking stand-up jokes were made in like the 1990s about like y'all don't think that Velma's gay? Like who's wearing a turtleneck in the summer? Like, right. And having her hair like that. Bah, 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 bah. Like th- th- now suddenly it's like well this was a this was a sacred thing and now right. it's been defiled no okay eh, but it's like isn't this another also, one of those it's a fucking cartoon <laughs> isn't another one of these sacred things though that people are going to find an excuse to bitch about just for the excuse to bitch about it i yeah. think someday so uh yeah so no i don't care but so uh gay for velma gay for velma um so uh second uh do you care have you been keeping up with she hulk i am a couple episodes behind good so I'm spoiling those for you. Okay. Uh, I am not watching it at all, but you uh, should. By I, the way, I, I actually do want to um, because I want to get woke and go broke. Um, the but my TikTok blew up about this today. Okay. So in this episode, yabba 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 something something something, Daredevil finally shows up. Right. Yabba 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 something something something. End of the episode. She Hulk and Daredevil hook up. And the post-credit scene is Daredevil has to do the Walk of Shame home. <laughs> so the question is, Chad, do you care? 
No, I want to see that video too, right after the Velma video, <laughs> quite the honestly. Same thing. I thought the same thing. I'd I was watch, like, I'd watch that. I was immediately I'm like, is there someone on Reddit who's gonna like edit something together here and intercut some things? Like, you know what the only problem is though? You know what they're gonna intercut from oh, though, don't you? Be, yeah, the Avengers yeah, 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 that yeah, Avengers yeah, yeah, movie yeah. that we reviewed one time on this yeah, show and it's yeah. China. Sure. And it's like, no, I don't want to. I don't want to see that but, again. But then again, I don't know. I don't. I want to do a deep dive into like the the physicality of it. But I'm like, oh, I mean, we can. I don't time? think. <laughs> would she not be green the whole time? Because it's supposed to be an angry thing. But like, whatever. It's not. Well, and like, see, so mild spoiler on this one here for you. They actually discuss her dating previously, right. and I do remember I did see a TikTok once that like went through a bunch of uh, pictures of. Oh, I know. Tatiana, mm-hmm. whatever, I forget her last name off the, but the one who plays She-Hulk. It's uh, like, the only, the most unbelievable thing about She-Hulk is that is there that are people out there that don't, yeah. that don't want to date her. Yeah, and it's like, single, you're not yeah. wrong. But, but um, that's a classic TV trope thing. Right. Like, but oh, she definitely... Wasn't that a character in um, like Futurama or something like that? That was probably. a single white female lawyer or something like probably. that? Probably, yeah. Like, oh, that sounds like something Matt Groening would do. Yeah. So, yeah. But no, like, legitimately she hooks up with a guy... One night as She-Hulk, and then they wake up the next morning, and she's out, like, making breakfast and stuff, but she's back to normal. normal. And when he comes out, he's like, oh, um, and she's like, oh, yeah, no, it's just me. It's like, you know, still still the same person. He's like, yeah, I gotta go, and then he just leaves. And mm. it's like, wah-ba-ba-ba-da, yeah. So it's like. Oh, I haven't. That reminded me actually. Your the, your jingle the, uh, the, the uh, dislodge something. The 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 price of the price is right. Uh, loser well, horn. Was, okay. It, it was. Uh, it ended with the horn. It started somewhere else. Okay. Um, so uh, McDonald's officially announced. Yes. That the Halloween buckets are coming back. Yes. October, I think the eighteenth. Okay. Yep. Uh, the they have the original designs. Um, the buckets seem a little more traditional. They're not that like squatty buckets. Right. They're, they're more traditionally buckets, but whatever. Ghost, pumpkin, witch, cool. Happy, happy Halloween, Halloween, (laughs) Halloween. Uh, So, Chad, do you care? I kind of care about this. I'm so sad. You know what I'm mad about? I'm mad that I care. I'm really upset at myself that I care so much about the stupid fucking buckets. Um, I didn't care about the adult Happy Meals. I didn't. And you know why I don't care about the adult Happy Meals? Because those toys are stupid. I don't see what the big deal about the weird, like, multi-eyed toys were. I don't even get what the hell that is. Now, if they had released those adult Happy Meals with the uh, chicken nugget figures you could dress up in Halloween costumes, I would have been there on day friggin' one to to buy one of those. Yeah. But, um, no, but do I care about the buckets? Yeah, I care about the buckets. Do I care enough to go get McDonald's? Yeah, actually, I probably do. I'm not going to lie about that. I eat way too much McDonald's. We... Ate McDonald's for the first time in probably a year, two years, and that's really? not, that's not like a, look how strong we're. We eat Luna and I eat like absolute trash. Right. We it's fast food constantly. Right, it's restaurants constantly. We yeah. never cook at home. We eat like absolute fucking children. For whatever reason, McDonald's just doesn't ever come up on the list. Do you just not have a McDonald's, like, nearby? Is that part of the problem? Because um, a lot of times, I'll be honest, the reason we eat McDonald's so much here at the house is simply because McDonald's is legitimately when you come down my street mm-hmm. is the first fast food joint you hit. And there are mm-hmm. days where I'm just like, uh, we're, we're just going to go to McDonald's. This is I what mean, we're doing. Yeah. Right. Um, so. No, I get, well, not really. There's not a McDonald's like right next door, but there's a McDonald's-ish where like we normally go for food. But um, how many other restaurants are you passing before you get to the McDonald's? Up. See, and yeah. I think that that's your reason why. Because you're like, 
and also convenience Luna, becomes a thing. Luna is very neurodivergent about food, so it's okay, like she has like a list of like seven restaurants that she okay like comfortably go to. Okay, so we can't really throw that in the mix. Not being said, she loves McDonald's nuggets, so I don't know. But bottom line is. I am excited about the buckets from the nostalgia point of view. Right. But I am ashamed to say that we have already gotten the fucking adult, uh, uh, I almost said Krabby Patty meal. The adult right. Happy meal. Right. Um, we got the weird kid, and I'm like, you're not even an original fucking character right. from McDonald's Land. You like, if that's the thing, like, because what did they have? It was that it's weird kid. It's the kid, it's Birdie, and it's Grimace. Right. Uh, so, of those four, I got the one I got, I wanted the least. Of course. Because um, that's how it always happens. Yeah, and then the thing that's the extra kick in the pants is on the back of the box. It's got like a roster picture of like the whole cast of characters. Right. So I was jazzed at first because I was like, "Hey, I'll take a stupid four-eyed Mayor McCheese." I'll take that gotcha. all day. And no, it's just those four. But they were just like, "Ooh, you're everybody." I'm like, "Oh, you sons of bitches." I'm trying to think who were some of the other. It was Grimace, Birdie, Mayor McCheese, Ronald, of course, yeah. the Hamburglar. You got the Fry Kids. The Fry Kids, you thank Mayor you. Mayor McCheese. You got Big Mac, who was the uh, constable. Uh, That's right. <laughs> who was usually the one that turned was the big like um, thing you could climb up into yes. at, on the playland yes, when yes, that yes, was yes, a thing. Yes. And then you had Mac tonight was the moon, but he wasn't really existing in McDonald's land. He and they definitely got rid of him because I believe somehow he got turned into a racist symbol. He if is I now remember actually, correctly. unfortunately, like of all the nostalgia rabbit holes I jumped down, Mac tonight has been uh, like ter- one of those things where like enough douchebags on 4chan made memes right with him that it just kind of became that right. It's like well. Now it's kind of a dog whistle if you use Mac Tonight. Even if you're using it just like as a nostalgic, like, like remember fucking Mac Tonight? Right. Uh, it's still like, ooh, are you trying to call right. the other You're trying to say something? Are you right. trying to suggest here? Um, but there was a, um, there's, it, it might be the world's biggest McDonald's in Orlando on I Drive. I think they still have their Mac Tonight. Do they really? They had one that was like an animatronic that was sitting at a piano, like up on the roof. Okay. Uh, like, when you walked in, he was, like, tucked in the corner on yeah. the ceiling. And even though they've renovated the shit out of that McDonald's, I think he might still be there. See, now you're going to make me want to go to that stupid McDonald's on iDrive. Just because I've driven by it before. A thousand times, yeah. Right. Like, but, yeah, never... But it beats the pants off the old McDonald's that used to be at uh, uh, Disney Village. Oh, really? Oh, my God. The So, um, for anybody who goes to Downtown Disney and... Disney Village is like where like the uh, Lego store is and the big Disney Disney like Disney that. Springs now Disney officially. Springs, that's what right. it is. I don't know why I'm stuck in 1997. Yes. That's Disney okay. Springs. I still call it downtown Disney a lot myself. Yeah. So um, so where the Starbucks is. Yes. That Starbucks used to be the McDonald's. Really? I did not know that. And the gimmick of it was not, hey, we made the hamburger patties look like a Mickey Mouse head. The gimmick Which, of it was... How did they miss that? The gimmick of it was... This is a regular McDonald's with Disney prices. Oh. So you'd be paying like $14 for a fucking quarter pounder with oh, cheese. Oh, yeah. Like, no. And that's... so it didn't last terribly long. Yeah, I can't figure out why. Like, yeah. like I don't know how like you... Like, the Starbucks is just a regular Starbucks, but right. they throw in all the nonsense bullshit of like, oh, we made the fucking... We made a Mad Hatter... F- fucking frappuccino right they gimmick like, the shit out of well, it what's so they that? Like, i don't know we put 
put some tea and some fucking whipped cream in there. Drink, right. you idiot. Like, yeah. Okay. You're gonna cool. pay. You're gonna pay twelve bucks for it. it. You were gonna pay nine bucks for the other coffee you were about to drink and, anyway. And so three bucks make, more, we'll put a little hat on and it. And you now fucker. it's gonna make you're, you're gonna lose feeling in your toes when you drink this. So, <laughs> there you go. Haha. For, forget you. I'm losing feeling in my toes already anyway. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Down it goes. So um, <laughs> instead of like the I rode Splash Mountain and be like I got gout at Disney Springs. That's like, right. Yeah. Um, so that's all I have for Do You Care. Um, so glad we want the buckets. Yep. Glad uh, we want to find this ain't She Hulk a triple X parody and right. uh, gay for Velma. Yeah. Yay for good good for Velma. Why not? Go. So is that actually Velma. happening in wrestling right now? Uh, uh, apparently Andrade, El Idolo, and uh, Sammy Guevara got into a fight backstage after back and forthing with each other on Twitter for a while. So that was that sounds like fun. And then Andrade got sent home, right? Andrade got sent. So apparently here's here's how I've heard it went. Uh, and I love the story behind this too because it was like, so Andrade and Sammy start like beefing back and forth on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um with uh, both of them coming up with just some wonderful lines, uh, including uh, Sammy saying what I guess what everybody was probably thinking. It's like, uh, you're only famous because of your father-in-law right now, and you're just trying to go back to WWE anyway, so just leave and and be done with it type of deal. Um, Ricky Starks, actually, though, the MVP of that feud, because he basically just came on at one point and goes, I really wish my coworkers would shut the fuck up, which, good for Ricky, by the way. Ricky Starks is going to be a superstar one day, I promise you. But um, apparently they got there on uh, Tuesday, and uh, supposedly, from what I've heard, uh, um, the folks from AEW kind of met separately with Sammy and Andrade and said, hey, you guys are going to have to be in the same locker room and stuff. Don't fight now. Right. With the addition that they looked at Andrade and went, if you do start anything... We're not firing you. You're under contract. You're not going anywhere. So don't even like, mm. don't even think this, this is what's going to, this isn't right. This isn't your escape clause out. And apparently Andrade's like, you know what? I'm going to test that theory because <laughs> the worst thing that can happen is I get to punch Sammy Guevara in the face. And apparently Sammy was like Andrade was waiting in the hallway. Sammy Guevara came up and Andrade punched him in the face. Now let's be honest here. Sammy Guevara has a very punchable-looking face. Like, if there's somebody out there whose face you probably want to punch, it's Sammy Guevara's, and I, I'm thoroughly Chad's, in agreement with uh, that. Uh, law, law degree, possibly in question here. Your Honor, he had a very punchable face. <laughs> a very punchable face. Um, I don't think any any court in the world would would <laughs> would convict him, though, basically. You know, you. you know, he's right. He does have a very punchable face. Like, he does indeed have a very, very punchable face. face. So here's my question. Yes. So you've got Andrade and Sammy Guevara yes. fighting backstage. You've got Sammy Guevara and um, he had feuded previously, or he had a fight with somebody else too. Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston. My boy Eddie, yep. So why is Sammy not considered the problem here? He's the connecting tissue here. That is the question a lot of people are asking, and a lot of people think that he might be kind of one of Tony Khan's buddies. Mm. And so that's what we're dealing with from here. Uh, somebody actually said something what I, I found very interesting on one of the wrestling groups I'm in recently that said, um, 
the way Vince handled WWE for quite a while with the, you know, iron fist that he he held it in seemed to negatively affect their company. But somebody wondered if Tony Khan's like, just like, hey, everybody, polar do opposite. what you want, polar opposite, uh. is actually having a similar negative effect for his company that there has to be that kind of there has to be a happy middle Mm. which i'm questioning if not with what like triple h is kind of trying to trying to show here it's like hey we're you know like we're gonna give you more control but it still has to kind of pass through us it's not you're not like just you know it's not chaos and mayhem the inmates aren't running the asylum right but also now we're gonna hire a guy formerly from marvel who happens to be a wrestling fan, and he's going to be the Kevin Feige, where the, we're going to start planning out stuff like in advance. Uh, in advance, you know, and obviously injuries and things happen, so there's only so much you can you can do to plan super long. But it sounds like now that's kind of what we're getting in WWE. So, I, and I question if some that person wasn't right that you know that maybe that happy medium is what's needed that Tony Khan needs to. Kind of rain in some in rain in some people and here. The key for WWE was to loosen up a little bit, right? Interesting. So interesting. So I don't know, but yeah, like legitimately, yeah. Sammy got into a fight with Eddie. Sammy got into a fight with Andrade. Obviously, the whole CM Punk thing with the the Bucks and and Kenny Omega happened not too long ago. So there's a lot of chaos kind of going in that backstage right now. So it's very. Yeah. Interesting to see how that's all kind of playing out right now. The, the so. gentle parenting, perhaps not uh, bearing the kind of fruit that we were hoping right. for. Right. Yeah. No, he um, needs. Interesting. Interesting. And yeah, it's like one of those cases where, you know, as soon as WWE stopped making, I don't know, not a splash per se, but stopped slipping on their own dick, they right. just left AEW out to dry to slip on their dick. Right. Um, and the funny part is I read something recently, I forget who it was, somebody who used to work backstage talked about how a lot of what Vince did, especially his sense of humor, was based a lot on fear. He thought stuff like when people were scared of him was actually almost funny. Hmm. To the point where I guess they had a story where Vince one day in Gorilla had to do a had to go out and do a promo or something and apparently shit himself before he went out. And instead of going to change, because he had to get out there pretty soon, he just took his jacket off, wrapped it around his waist, went out and did the promo, came back, but then was, then like went and changed, but took the shitty underwear and put it like on a stick or something and was chasing Jerry Briscoe around the backstage area because Jerry Briscoe apparently has a real bad gag reflex for shit like that. And that was the funniest thing Vince had ever seen in, in ages because he was purposely like basically giving Jerry Briscoe friggin' PTSD based off of his shitty underwear. Um, so whether that story's true or not, I don't know. Very but, odd. But I love the story unto itself. But if it's true, that tells you a whole lot about how WWE was being run for, true. especially probably in the last even, like, what, 10, 15 years? Because yeah, what's the pants-shitting like, years? That's really right. the question. Yeah, I, I mean, because how old is Vince? Vince is got to be what 175 right so yeah so yeah so in the 150s 160s you're real really in straight on just it's you're quick draw mcgraw pants shitting right yeah yeah, it happens it's just constantly like you just have to start buying brown colored underwear to save yourself some time today believe it or not you shit yourself and chase jerry briscoe around under the i almost did okay Um, 
I had a salad yesterday for the first time in like entirely too <laughs> Your long. System had no idea what to do with vegetables. Yeah, I just went. Mm-hmm. And so my this? boss literally is like, "Hey, I need you to call me right now." And I'm like, "Okay." And I go to like stand up, and the <laughs> the cheeks told my brain like, "Hey, something's about to slip through." By the way, and I was <laughs> oh, like, no. "What?" So I'm like, I text my boss. I'm like, "Oh, I'll call you in just a minute." I go run the bathroom, peed out my butt, just yeah. straight up peed right out of my butt, and I was like, "Hmm." That's odd. That's not so good. No, is yeah. it? So. so clean that disaster up, and then I was like, "Hey, boss, what's going on?" <laughs> like you, you're, you're amazed by the amount of confidence you walk into a conversation with after you literally just fauceted out of your Zach, asshole. Zach, why are you walking so funny? Nothing. It's okay. I'm I had the Vince McMahon walk when I yeah. walked in. That was, the, that was the big. Did you play No Chance in Hell on I your phone have, when you walked in? Just yeah. oh, shit in my what, pants. Like what the what the hell's going on here? Exactly. So. Um, I told my pants that you're fired, and then I shit some more. So, hey, uh, speaking of possibly shitting yourself, oh, hey. uh, you had uh, gone to Halloween Horror Nights oh, recently. what a you segue, could have, right? this guy. Thank you. And uh, I, I don't know how scary some of the haunted houses were, so maybe, maybe did, you shit yourself there, I too. I did yell at an actor uh, <laughs> the first scare of the Michael Myers Halloween house uh, was uh, little kid Michael in the very beginning of the movie. And so he popped out of the closet with his little clown mask. Amazing. And uh, I believe the exact phrasing I screamed was, Yo! Not okay! <laughs> uh, no, the event was great. Yeah, I went to Halloween Horror Nights 31 uh, with uh, former guest of the IndyCast, Catalina Perez. Very cool. And uh, former guest of I, I Ray is Radio. I don't remember what the other... Of the IndyCast, too. I believe he's been yes. on with us before yes. uh, as part of First Class, if I yeah. remember correctly. Uh, but with both of them, uh, they neither of them had ever been to Halloween Horror Nights. Okay. Uh, so a couple of Halloween Horror Nights virgins. Yes. And uh, each one had their own wonderful foibles because uh, Dan Starling had never been to Universal at all. Okay. And Catalina doesn't like to be scared. So then this leads me to a very big question that I'm sure you probably asked and maybe didn't get a, a very good answer for. Well, then why the hell would she want to go to Halloween Horror Night? I don't know. You don't ask. Was she just trying to ride like, hey, I can pass this other stuff and I can ride Men in Black a couple okay. times. We like, rode the Mummy, I we just, rode Men in Black, and we rode E.T. Did you go to, um, the, which Harry Potter section is at that part? That's, that's the newer a, one of the two. So that's that's uh, Diagon Alley. Alley. Uh, we went in, but I didn't realize. So we had the tickets that allow you to go in early. Okay. So you go in at three, but the event starts at seven. Right. So you get to kind of fart. It's around. A lot of time to fart around, though. Well, then again, if you're doing all the rides and stuff, right. and especially if you've got somebody who's never been to the park right. before, you want to drink it so, in. Yeah. Um, so drink it in, man. So uh, going around there, and then like probably close to like probably. 545, 6-ish, mm-hmm. they start to, like, push out the riffraff. Right. Like, push out the normies. And so uh, we had gotten off of E.T., and I was like, well, let me show you the Harry Potter area. Right. So we go over there. It's quite a walk, by the way. E.T.'s, like, completely on the other side of the yeah, park. Well, then there's nothing else over there. So well, yeah, exactly. I'm, yeah, I'm dragging these two, uh, you know... Uh, young uh, professional wrestlers do Fievel's Playland, neither of which have ever seen an American right. tale, Fievel Goes West. And sadly, they don't do the Barney meet and greet anymore, no. Although, so you I can't bring them to that. It might be like a DreamWorks one now with like Shrek, I think. They moved Donkey over there, I know that much. Oh, okay. Um, but anyways, 
So uh, we're coming back. We're going to Harry Potter area. Well, I don't know at the time that like we're stepping to the OK Corral. The like get out normies. Right. Is underway. I right. Don't know this. So we walk in. They got signs that legitimately say "Get out, normies." normies. <laughs> uh, so we walk in, and I'm like, "Oh, we'll grab a bite to eat." Blah 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 blah. And so uh, we walk in, and there's two uh, there's two witches uh, standing outside of the is it the Three Broomsticks or is it the Leaky Cauldron? Um, Whatever the restaurant is. I think three broomsticks there. Leaky Cauldron is over at the other one, isn't it? Yeah, I don't I know. think, they're, anyway. Does it ultimately matter, um, though? So the fancy restaurant. And they're both basically doing that old David Spade skit from 90s SNL. When they're like, "Bye bye Yeah. bye bye Yeah, magic is real. bye bye <laughs> uh, And so we're walking in, and they're making, like, direct eye contact. <laughs> and they're like... Goodbye, muggles. Goodbye. And we're like, oh, that's kind of weird. You just yeah. like flashing the wristband now? Because don't they like, give you like a wristband or something to show um, that you're supposed to be there? That you're not the normie? No. They no? Just, just let us in. Really? Yeah. Because Disney, I think when they do those special things, right. like gives you a wristband so they can like right. easily figure out who's a normie Corral and who's not. Da, 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 da. Um, so they're giving us the stink eye and I'm like, oh, that's weird. And so we keep walking and I'm like, oh, there's probably no weight from the fucking Harry Potter ride. Right. Let's hop on. Oh, that's weird. It's closed. I wonder if it's like down for renovation. Like none of this is clicking in my head. Right. Of like, get the fuck out. Like we're, we're Do they close that whole section during Halloween Horror Nights? They close it all down temporarily. Okay. To try again to corral the Normans. Because if you left the rides on. Right. The Normans like, will the never Normans leave. will just be like, oh, and just keep popping on the ride. Right. So they shut everything down for like an hour, basically. Okay. Get the fuck out. And then, ooh, spooky shit happens. Okay. So, finally, I figure it out. Oh, yeah. that's scared. Um, so, finally, I start to get the picture. And I'm like, oh, oh, we got to go. Okay, fine. So, we get out of Harry Potter. Uh, Catalina's hungry. So, it's like, okay, well, let's go to uh, Richter, the burger place that's uh, earthquake-themed. Yes. Even though Earthquake the ride's gone. Right. So, we get there. She gets something to eat. Um, we're kind of coming up with a plan. Oh, but to get in there, they made us scan our ticket. Right. To show that we weren't normies. And I was like, all right, whatever. So we go in there, blah, blah, blah. We eat. We come out, and there's a bunch of people milling around Richter's, but, like, no one's in the street. Now, <laughs> I'm just like, hey, fuck this. Because behind Richter's was going to be the Blumhouse haunted house. Right. Which was Freaky with Vince Vaughn and the Black Phone with Ethan Hawke. Um, which is fine, whatever. But Starling and I were on a mission. We wanted to see Halloween, and we wanted to see... They, they had a Universal Monsters uh, three-way dance in the ECW arena. Right. And so those are the two on our list that we wanted to go to. And so we're like, well, let's go to the three-way dance. So we just fucking walk out of Richter's and just, just walk right out, like, fuck it, and just go. Right. And we take about four or five steps into the street. And I should have known something was up, because as soon as we stepped off the curb into the street, two older women behind us that were milling about Richter's right. see us do this, and they go, oh, is this happening? Are we doing this? And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, they're looking at us like we're about to start a revolution. In the right. I'm like, what's going on? And You've got this, your Che Guevara Right, exactly. So the on. Universal uh, Helper comes up, like, hey, what are you doing? And we're like, 
oh uh, yeah, we uh, we uh, just grabbed a bite to yeah. Like I played it with the confidence of an average white man. I was right. just like, eh, we just had something to eat. We're gonna go to the fucking uh, three way dance at the UCW arena. So you know, it's no big deal. And the guy's like, no, you're fucking not. Like they're doing, they're clearing out the normies. You go stay. You're stuck here in the barn. You're stuck here at Richter's. Right. Until we start the fog machines up, and then you can wander around. And I'm like, oh, okay. All right. So we went to Blumhouse. Right. We waited another 15 minutes, and then they were like, well, let's go. And, and then start, the fog machine started up. Yeah, and then they started walking over to the Blumhouse, and we're like, well, let's walk right into Blumhouse. Then. Right. So we did that. That was good. Um, and so we, long story short, we did Blumhouse, we were able to do Halloween, and we saw the three-way dance. So, so. let me ask you a quick question. Yeah. I have never in my life, yeah. and I probably shouldn't admit this on, on oh national, you know, airwaves, not that, on like, you know, all, you know, 50 people that listen to this. Um, I've never Someone seen, called them dozens and dozens. Uh, yeah, the, there you go. Uh, I have never seen a Blumhouse film. Do I need to, is there any of these I actually need to watch? Are they really, like, In worth, the beginning... God created the heaven and the earth, right? Very. So you've seen that one. Yes. Uh, in the very beginning, Blumhouse was doing this thing where it was like, we're going to get creative people and we're going to give them um, uh, a smaller budget. Right. But they're going to have creative freedom. Okay. And so it was almost like a less sleazy kind of trauma. Okay. Uh, where like you kind of had filmmakers who just wanted to make whatever they wanted. Then that kind of turned into... What's the lowest budget we can make a horror movie with? Now I feel like they've become, um, by what the way you've just described that, is um, Full Moon Pictures. Yes. Okay. Yes. And so every once in a while, they'll have something interesting, like The Black Phone, which is a story written by Stephen King's son. Okay. It's about, a, it takes place in the 70s, and it's about a child who gets abducted by this child murderer. And the kid is thrown into the basement of this murderer's house. And it's just a black room with a mattress and bloodstains. And an old rotary phone in the, like, embedded in the wall that has long been disconnected. Okay. And the kid's like, oh my god, I'm going to die. Right. And then the phone starts to ring. And when the kid picks up the phone, on the other line are the ghosts of the children that were murdered previously. Oh, Jesus. And they've come together to try to help this kid... Get the hell out of there. To get the hell out. That's the premise of the film. Okay. That's actually pretty interesting. That's a, I, I know. I mean, and, you've got and the funny part Hawk. is, I hate. And see, the funny part is, I usually hate Ethan Hawke. Well, you're you're absolutely able to hate him in this because well, he's the fucking killer. Right. So, perfect to hate. And so... Again, lower budget. Right. But kind of jumped back to... So every once in a while, you have a project like that where you're like, right. this is interesting, and it's telling an interesting story, and okay. But then you've got something like Freaky, which was literally just, hey, remember the Disney movie Freaky Friday? What if that happened, but it was a horror movie? Okay. So it's a cheerleader, somehow through some kind of wacky happenstance, Switches bodies with Vince Vaughn, who is a serial killer. Okay. And so now, Vince Vaughn, who is actually a cheerleader, right. is trying to convince the cheerleader's friends that it's the cheerleader and not Vince Vaughn. Right. And they have to go track down the cheerleader body. Who's now, like, killing Who is people. now murdering people. Right. 
that's a very zany idea that was written on a napkin. Right. And somebody actually not like, the same thing as the black phone. I'm questioning did somebody did somebody green light that mostly because somehow they got Vince Vaughn to agree to it. I'm wondering probably. if that's the case. I, there's probably a chicken and the egg there. It's like we we definitely but got a celebrity to want to play this. Blumhouse has done is like, oh, you know, just the lowest of low budgets, but at its core, even though it's like video games, right? Triple A companies, if you ask them, like the big, big, big companies, right? Your like, Bethesda's. Yeah, and like, your... oh, what kind of games, or, or like the companies that make like Call of Duty and stuff like that. Right. You, you ask them, what kind of games do people want to play? And they all say the same thing. They want online multiplayers with battle passes. Right. They all want Fortnite. That's what they say. And then you look at indie games, and it'll be something weird. Fucking, uh, have you seen Trombone Champ? No. It's an independently made rock band game. Except all you do is play the trombone. Amazing. And you play it with, like, your mouse. So you're clicking to play like a note sliding. and you're sliding. And it's all public domain music, but it's all, like, classical music. Right. That would have trombones in it. But they programmed it that if you don't hit the note right, just like in Rock Band, it sounds like shit. Right. And it's hilarious. And it's taken the internet by storm because it's fucking hilarious. When it's like, you're like, that's funny. Hugely successful. It's sold a bunch. Blah, 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 blah. That's not a multiplayer online experience, right. never-ending blah, blah, blah. That's a weird thing. Well, what's the one out with the cat recently that everybody, like... Stray. Where Stray. you just play as a cat in a post-apocalyptic world. Right. And you're just sort of exploring and trying to figure out what happened. But you're also just a cat. Right. So, no multiplayer, no, like, battle online, pass. Online, no, no battle pass, right. no Fortnite. It's just you're a fucking cat, and we're telling, a, like, a cinematic kind of story. So the answer is there's flavors of ice cream for everybody. Right. So when you're Blumhouse, you've got these low budgets. The movies are completed. Sometimes they look decent, but people still want to go to the movies and be scared. Right. They want to see a scary movie on a date night or during Halloween right. or whatever. So by default, these motherfuckers are making crazy money. Right. With super low budgets, so they are just profitable across the board. Right. So Blumhouse has this whole mechanism now built. Where it's like, okay, we got a guy who's going to make the movie. We got half a script. We got a little bit of a budget. Right. Go do your best. Then we're going to release it in the theaters. And because we're the only game in town, right? Even if only a thousand people see this fucking movie, oh my god, the money we've made off this, right? We can just keep it going forever. And then I'm assuming probably they're like, they I'm sure they have some sort of streaming deal with somebody, or they like, yeah, they're scattered all over the or place, or like, um, you know, um. You know, at home viewing with like DVDs and shit like that are probably doing fucking amazing. So. If A24 is like the high horror, like the highbrow, right. artsy horror, uh, this is like your, like, it's like a barbecue food truck. Okay. Like, you're like, there's a good chance this will at least be an above average meal. Right. There's a small chance. It may be a great meal. This might right. be some of the best barbecue I've had. Right. But there's also a very good chance that I'm going to get diarrhea from Right. This. There's going to be food poisoning somewhere at the end. That's Blumhouse okay. as, as, a, as a production company. But that being said, the successes are there. And because every film they do is so profitable, when Universal was trying to relaunch the Universal Monsters and make it a cinematic universe. Right. And With they kept Tom Cruise the bed, and yeah. The idea became, last we left off, fuck it, we're just going to give the properties to Blumhouse and let them figure it out. Is that what they're, is that what they're doing? That's, that's where we've left off. 
Interesting. Is, is like just going to hand off like Bride of Frankenstein and Invisible Man and all those other projects. Just going to hand them to Blumhouse. You guys clearly know what you're doing. Right. So fucking figure this out. Because then if you've got the... Because like, I think, I'm not 100% sure... I want to say because if you've got the names like that, like the the you know the Draculas and your Bride of Frankenstein and stuff like that, and you do it on like shoestring budget, th- there's a chance you're gonna get all sorts of people coming out. So exactly, 100. Um, so while you're looking that up, yes. Um, so all in all, what was so for? I, okay, so I'm gonna go Catalina first because okay. she doesn't like to be scared, right? Which again, why are you there? But that's the, something we'll have to have she her on the trooper. show sometime. How, how did trooper. she end up coming out of it when she's like not feeling the scare me thing? Um, she still had fun. Good. She still absolutely had fun. Um, and uh, yeah. So by the way, the Invisible Man movie that came out two years ago. Yes. The one that like holy shit did gangbusters. Right. Yeah. Definitely produced by Jason Blum, the owner of Blumhouse. Blumhouse. So right. it was. Distributed by Universal Pictures, but Blumhouse was the fucking company that right. put it together. So that's what I'm talking about. Like, they have that shit figured out. But anyways, she was an absolute trooper. Um, the highlight for me was in the Halloween house, which uh, Starling and I had to give her the Cliff Notes version of what happens in Halloween. Because she's never seen she's Halloween never seen before. Um, when the musical sting hit, like the piano, like, mm-hmm. of, of uh, the John Carpenter soundtrack... Uh, she screamed, <laughs> not the music, not the music. Like, and I asked her, I'm like, why did you scream that? She's like, I just knew some fucked up shit was going to happen. She's yeah. like, I, without even hearing it previously, it's not like we played it for in the car. Right. She just knew instinctually shit was about to go this down. This is bad. Right. Yeah. Um, but at one point she screamed so loud and so high pitched that, uh, she <laughs> looked at us up and she goes, I've never made a sound like that before. She's like, I've yelled before. I have never made that kind of sound before. I was like, it was something primal. It was yeah. something deep. Um, but no, she had a great time. Uh, she was an absolute trooper. Um, Starling, obviously, was over the moon. He's a right. big horror guy. Okay. Uh, so he was thrilled to the gills. Um, and so uh, we all agreed that the Halloween house was our favorite. Okay. Um, that, that was going to be my next question, yeah. so thank you for beating me to that. Our favorite. Um, and it was just the movie. Like, scene by scene, it was the movie. Okay. Like, it started uh, with the uh, kill as a kid with his sister, and it literally had a title card. Really? Like... like and this is Halloween 1, the, the original? This is the original. The, so, okay. So, you start in the sister's bedroom, and Michael jumps out of the closet, and then, like, she's dead in the next room, and then... You like see the cop lights or whatever because they've got Michael out of the house, or right? Whatever. And then you like went down a hallway and it was this long black hallway, and at the top of it was a projected image of the title card of Halloween, and you heard like Doctor Loomis's speech about like I spent five years trying to get through, I spent wow. another ten years trying to keep him behind bars, blah 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 blah. And then when you left that hallway, you saw Donald Pleasant's car, and it was raining at night, and then like the lightning flash and you saw they had the fenced off area with the crazies yeah. wandering around and there was one like pressed up against it and then uh, right before we left that and you hear the audio you know whatever whatever right before we left that section uh, a Dr. Loomis popped out and made intense eye contact with Dan Starling and told him he's escaped the monster has escaped and blah 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 right. so and then but you literally go through like every major scare of the movie um 
the one of the more interesting elements that I really liked was towards the end when we have kind of a showdown between Michael and Laurie. Right. Um, the scene where Michael is like busting into the closet. Yeah. How they did that was you went down a hallway and Michael was on one side of the hallway busting through and Lori was on the other side and you were in the middle. They literally had clothing like hung up above you. Very cool. And she's screaming and thrashing the coat hanger. He's busting through with the knife on either side and you're just like going through the middle of it. So I was like, that's a really creative way to utilize that scene and not just have it be like, we jumped out, like to really kind of do something with it. Okay. But I was super impressed. Um, there was, uh, of course, there's there's some stuff that's a very uh, uh, good distraction scares. Right. Like there's one where, you know, again, towards the end, um, you're in like the living room and you look up the staircase and there's Michael at the top of the stairs and it's doing like the ding, like the, the yeah. high key notes. And he's standing on the top of the stairs looking down at you. And you're like, oh my God, he doesn't move a muscle. And so you walk, you take another couple of steps and once he's out of eye shot on the stairs, mm-hmm. when you come back forward to see where you're going, boom, there's a Michael Myers standing right there. Nice, okay. Yeah. So there was some really clever stuff that they were doing with that. Um, so I was very impressed. I was thrilled. Uh, the three-way dance was good. Okay. Uh, three-way dance felt like it was a house like you and me made. Like, okay. There was a lot of lore they were trying to stick in there. Right. It's like, hey, man, this is people jumping out. Like, yeah. let's not... Let's not get too nuanced here with, like, well, the Wolfman thinks that if right. he can steal, you know, the amulet of the mummy, that it because it's the sun amulet, it could somehow counteract the moon, and he wouldn't be a Wolfman anymore. But little does he know that Dracula set him up. I'm like, okay, I don't care. Yeah. Just have something jump out and scare the shit out of me in the right. day. Um, but allegedly, at the end of that house, so I'm not kidding, by the way, it's a triple threat match. It's Werewolf, it's the mummy, and it's Dracula. Right. And they're all in Cairo. Um, and so at the end of the house, there is a final jump scare. Okay. And allegedly, that final jump scare can change depending on the timing that you're going through that house. Interesting. So the one for us was, it was the wolf man jumped out and he was holding Dracula's head. Okay. So like Wolfman won. Right. He was the new Intercontinental Champion. Um... But allegedly, depending on what time you drew and you know what time you went through, and if you were lucky enough, apparently there was just a just a ridiculous amount of combinations. So okay. you could have it be the mummy, the Wolfman, or Dracula, and there were heads of each of them. Very nice. So you could have Dracula jump out and he's holding the mummy's head. You could have the mummy come out and he's holding the Wolfman's head. Like whatever, whatever. Right. So there was like this kind of interesting combination option. So I was like, hmm, that's neat. Again, unless you're buying, like, the super, you can show up as many times as you want pass. I don't know how you're going to really experience that. Right. But, it's like the end of, concept. It's like the end of the Clue movie. Right. Right. Yeah. Which, apparently, there's a big documentary coming out about it. I'm super Good. excited to watch it. Because I love that movie. I do, too. Um, and I do love the fact that they did release, like, the complete different intros in different theaters. So Did you know that one of the endings, when the... Um, the door-to-door salesman preacher, who later is revealed to be a cop, yes, shot Back. Mrs. Peacock. Yeah, shot her dead. M- Mrs. White was um, Marilyn Con. Marilyn Con. Okay. Marilyn so, Con. Yes, yeah. Mrs. Peacock shot her flames, dead. Flames. Yeah, like when when at the end, like she leaves the house first, and right. he's like, "Oh, the time of salvation." And she's like, "You don't understand." And like she goes to her car. Originally, 
he's like freeze motherfucker and like pulls a gun out and shoots her. Oh Jesus! And so they didn't film anything different. They just decided, hey, we can't have him gun this old woman down in right. cold blood to finish our comedy. Right. So instead, they just cut the scene short when he's like, well, hold on. And then cuts that short and then just recorded, like, new ADR like of, like, other cops being like, you're coming with us, ma'am. And she's like, oh, no, leave me alone. And, like, then he comes over and he's like, oh, job well done, Wadsworth, blah, blah, right. blah. But yeah, like I saw the footage of him like gunning her down in cold blood. Wow! So I'm super excited about this documentary. Okay, because I love that movie. So that is a great. And movie. it feels like there's nothing ever discussed of it. I'm just like, other than this is pretty... the only thing I ever see of it is, well, you know what kind of person you are. But when's the first time you saw Tim Curry in a movie? Right, and, that's, and that comes up. Yeah. Like, uh, but yeah, that's it. That's all I have to say about this. We've got other projects to do, so I want to wrap this up. Yes, so. I, I'm sure we've got plenty of other things we can talk about. Absolutely. I've now had to watch Rocky Horror Picture Show like four times, and now I'm starting to have different feelings about it. Okay. Um, Let's I, save that. Pause that. Okay. Let's save that for next week, because okay. there are some Rocky Horror things coming up here pretty soon. Yes. Uh, including one at a drive-in theater here in the area pretty soon that I'm very interested and, to hear about. Uh, Magenta and Columbia are going to be at Spooky Empire. Are they really? Yeah, original Little Nell, and I don't remember <clears throat> Magenta's actress's name. That's okay, but I would um, go. I would gladly go to to meet them both. That would yes. be uh, that would be cool. So, um, but anyway, so I'm I'm watching a lot of Rocky Horror over Fair. and over and over <laughs> again, and uh, I'm, it's it's changing my feelings on that film. Okay, which is it's, let's break down Rocky Horror next week. Then okay. I am I'm super excited about that. Well, what shit do you have to get in real quick? Oh, uh, uh, um, uh. Don't buy anything from me right now on okay. Buster, but never thought I'd hear that. Go follow me on Instagram right now. Okay, I'm trying to get to 700 followers on nice. Instagram. Okay, I'm almost there. So go follow me on uh, on Instagram at BrainBusterVid. And uh, oh, I you know what? If you go to a Viper Video in Tampa, there are some BrainBuster tapes available. There, there you go. So buy from them right there in, in Tampa. Yeah, right by um, the the stadium. Hey, and while you're on the Insta, follow IndyCast, I-N-D-Y-K-A-S-T. Uh, also on Twitter, I-N-D-Y-K-A-S-T. Also on Facebook, uh, same thing. But if you go to TikTok, IndyCast Maximus. Uh, you have to go there because some dick is sitting on IndyCast for some unknown reason. Doesn't have any video up or anything. I don't even know why he picked our name. It's probably, um, I, if I had to guess, it's probably Luna did it back in the day and forgot the password for it. And amazing. Well, lost forever. Okay. Would be well, my guess. That's the smart money. If, if that's what she did, that's um, A, amazing first off, but then B, <laughs> I need to try to work on getting that back so I can <laughs> I can start hyping on that one too. Yeah. Not that I don't do it on IndieCast Maximus. But yeah, yeah. follow us on IndieCast Maximus. Otherwise, everybody, until next time. I am, as always, Coculus Maximus. I am default podcast host. And until next time, everybody, it won't be this fancy next time, uh, but we, we always, still always say, deuces. Well, hope I don't poop today. Hercules Mulligan. A jump scare is the Canadian destroyer of horror films. Pardon me. Might I suck my own dick for a second? I'm ready to greet the day, you fucker. <laughs> Every single one of you guys has made a horrible decision. <laughs> it's that dirty-ass Meryl Street. We are, we're touching wieners, touching wieners professionally. Ric Flair said fuck a six-pack, and he never lost an ounce of pussy. What I am is a big, queer, stone-cold Steve Austin. Love dick. Birds don't give a fuck about your life.